The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and yippee yo Kaye. The Raiders went to Texas and beat them Texans. Can you believe it? That and more here on show 393. Right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have. Do we have a quarterback controversy? I don't think so, and I'm going to tell you why. And of course, the post game for the Houston Texans. Yippee Okaye, mother. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Great game. We're going to talk about that because, well, it was a great game. Then, of course, we have a pregame for the Tennessee Titans, a.k.a. the Houston Oilers, and they're coming to town. I love it. Welcome back to the Black Hole. I hope we can treat you like we did the last time you showed up in our yard. Then we'll hit the bone line, and that should round it up for this show. So, what can I say but... Let's roll out! Roll out! Roll out! Roll out! First, I must say, before I roll into the show, my deepest condolences to the Todd Christensen family and the Thomas Howard family, both who we lost here just recently. Todd Christensen, <laughs> the professor. Yes, a renowned mustache, retired in 1988. And uh, little known, uh, he was Marcus Allen's very, very good friend. Both were not said uh, much of in the college ranks and they rose to the pinnacle of both of their positions. Amazing friendship. And number 46 will be sorely missed. Died at 57 during a liver transplant. Uh, very tragic ending. And then Thomas Howard, number 53, man, our linebacker. Always had a smile. Always was big for Oakland. He ended up with the Bagels and the Falcons. He was just cut recently by the Falcons. I don't know if that had anything to do with his accident on the A80, but I will say this. Hell of a man, a real, real guy that you could hang with, a nice dude, and a real quality, quality fighter for the community as well. Re really miss him as well. So two uh, great losses in a short period of time for the Raider family. Like I said before, um, all the love, prayers, and condolences out. From the Raider Nation, I am sure. Raider Nation podcast with Thomas Howard, the on? man in the house. I enjoy my job. I mean, what more could I say? I enjoy going out there playing in the silver and black. I didn't really know what it was all about growing up until I actually came out here and played at the Coliseum. And I really couldn't think of a better place to play than to play out here in Oakland in front of these fans. I mean... The Raider fans are something like no other. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I went to 
college at Utah, we had a, a you know a strong fan base, but nothing like this. I mean, from Oakland to New York, so I'm in Hawaii doing some Pro Bowl events, and it's Raider fans out there. I'm like, man, they're everywhere. I mean, I just love the whole nation. I mean, you guys have our back through thick and thin, and I know this year we're gonna get it done for you guys. I know because you guys have been there for a while. You want to see us back on top. And uh, we're, we're, we're headed that way. No doubt we're headed that way. Well, we love watching you. We saw you in Miami. Did you see all them fans out there in Miami? Yeah, I did. Now, I did. We also saw Philip Rivers. His eyes fell out of his head <laughs> when you caught that ball. I know. What would you think, man? What were you thinking? Well, that play, I could take you back to that play. We were running one of our mini zone coverages, you know, designed by Robbo and his team. And um, actually, I think it might have been Warren Sapp, but somebody was after, uh, after Philip at the time. And he had, he had a receiver coming across the field. I'm just kind of sitting back in one of my zone covers, just kind of reading him, reading the quarterback, reading the receiver coming into my zone. And he made an ill-advised throw. He made a bad throw. But I made him pay for it. That's what you got to do. Whenever they make bad throws, make them pay for it. I made him do it. So made him pay for it with six. So. And we loved it. And I celebrated the whole way to the end zone. And we you know loved it, man. We loved it. Yeah, great good. job. You're a greater fan. You're a Raider. You're a true Raider because yes, you play with heart. And the fans love you. We love you, man. I'm telling you. Appreciate it. You got the right heart for this job, and we can see it. Appreciate Thank you so much for Thanks the for interview. We appreciate no it, brother. Problem, yep. Thank you. There ain't no quarterback controversy in Oakland. Well, at least I don't think so anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Every time I thought I got it made, it seemed the taste was not so sweet. Well, the first thing I'd like to say is, how can you have a con controversy about a position that's really not been solidified in years? Uh, we, even when we had Palmer here, he was the quarterback, but it wasn't because of anything other than he had nobody else to go to because his backup, I don't even want to mention his name, sucked. So we had no option with those two clowns in that season. So let's, let's just work to this year and look at what we have here. We have Terrell Pryor, who has played a very interesting and effective level of football uh, to play. In his first few games, he was on it. And it seemed to me he was on his way to being a much better quarterback. And then he started to slide backwards. You know, a lot of interceptions and a lot of sacks. Uh, he'd run the ball a lot, but he wouldn't be able to get the ball out to anyone. And when he did, it was either late or was low. Uh, our receivers weren't even catching the ball. Whatever chemistry that was, that was prior. And it is prior. And it doesn't make him a bad guy. And it doesn't make the people who like him suck for the people who, who, who don't like him. And vice versa. I like the kid. He's a hardworking guy. And he's never quit since he got here. So there's a lot to be said about that. And he's done some great things for our team. So now comes the walk-on from Penn State, Matt McGloin. Yes, you should have known. <laughs> you should have known in this next game that he was going to do something incredible. 
like throwing three touchdowns and managing the football game, controlling the tempo, and having a very calm presence in the pocket. You couldn't be two different quarterbacks on the either end of the spectrum. You have this sparky, hot, ready to run, going to get that ball in your face, going to run over you, Terrell Pryor, to the calculating, unstressed, very unemotional <laughs> Matt McLoyne, who tactically throws the ball uh, miraculously in the right place for a single game. So, listen, man, we haven't had a franchise quarterback, and I can't remember when. Gannon was a franchise quarterback. That's the kind of quarterback you call a franchise quarterback. That's the guy that's going to take you to the Super Bowl. And as far as I'm concerned, we're still looking for him. Now, it could be Pryor, and it could be McGloin, but there's no controversy on who the franchise quarterback is because as far as I'm concerned, we don't have one yet. And until either McGloin or Pryor or a unnamed successor next draft stands up and runs together four or five wins, at least three, and shows that he is the franchise quarterback of this team, then that's the one I'll say is the franchise quarterback of this damn team. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Red Nation, it's time for the post-game for the Houston Texans. A yippee Raiders victorious away at Houston. What's up? Welcome to the greatest city of Ailing Houston Texans were expecting a win at home against the lowly Oakland Raiders, who had been the get-well team of the NFL for, well, far too long, to tell you the truth. Andre Johnson, their primary weapon, was frustrated early and often by the Oakland Raiders, no matter who their quarterback was, and Roach Burnett and Moore kept the pressure on from the linebacking and... And the offensive and defensive lines both dominated in this game. It was an amazing game. I know you saw it, but it's just a wild thing to think that the Oakland Raiders could put together a game like this after, you know, we haven't had a passing touchdown uh, for a score since week seven against Kansas City. And the Raiders gained 341 total yards 165 rushing and 176 receiving. And most of those rushing yards coming from Rashad Jennings. What a beast this guy was. Man, let me tell you, Matt McGloin was composed. He is kind of a freak, tell you the truth. <laughs> Not excitable. In his interview, he's like, 
They're like, didn't you have a hard time sleeping last night? He was like, no, I was tired. I worked hard all week and I need to get some sleep. You know, this guy's like a super freak. I love it. Let's hope that he can continue rolling and getting the football to the wide receivers and they continue to catch for crying out loud because that is huge. And Raiders quarterback Matt McGloin joins us now. How are you, Matt? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Congratulations on yesterday. We just heard the video. When did you make that, that video? And did you send a copy of that video to 1220 Harbor Bay Parkway? <laughs> You know, it was uh, it was kind of just something I wanted to get out there. You know, um, um, just just to try to you know, give myself a little advantage. You know, obviously I didn't have you know I had a, a good senior season, but you know the, the years before that was kind of you know just so 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 I kind of really wanted to uh, you know express how how I felt about the game. You know, what my background was. You know, how I was as a person. You know, about my work ethic and. And, and things that have overcome all the different types of adversity that that I dealt with. So it was just, you know, I wanted to get that out there and just, you know, let uh, let the NFL see a different side of me. So, so how were the Raiders lucky enough to get you? Uh, the workout, I guess, was in mid-May. They had Vince Young in for a throwing session. Seneca Wallace, I think, was there. There was one other quarterback in addition to you, and I guess you just blew him away. How did you get invited to that? And tell me about that day when you went to Alameda and you were slinging it like you were yesterday. You know, I was uh, I was in Carolina um, that weekend for their rookie camp, and uh, I mean they they had three quarterbacks on their roster already, and you know I was told after after I finished up with my workout with Carolina that um, if they were to get if you know Sonny Ranger if they were to get rid of one of their quarterbacks that I would be the guy that they would call to bring back. So they said be patient and everything like that. So I went home and I received a call from my agent about Oakland, and you know the next day I was on a flight out to Oakland and I think I worked out for about 10 or 15 minutes and you know I went in the building and signed the contract and then went through my physical and that's what that's what that's what brought me here so you signed the contract right after the workout it was that strong huh yeah yeah I mean yeah I went right through a got my physical and everything like that signed the contract and that was it all right, take us through the game yesterday. I can't imagine you playing a, a better football game. I know there was a couple of plays you'd probably come, you'd probably want back, and that's always how it goes. But one was maybe a snap, the one to Marcel. But in, in terms of just what you were seeing out there, t- take us through the game. Um, I definitely felt you know that I was uh, prepared mentally, and you know as a backup quarterback, you have to be prepared mentally because you never know you know when you're going to go in, what the situation will be. You kind of always have to be prepared. Um, but I felt like, you know, the, the team really embraced me early on during the week. You know, they accepted me, they, they put some trust in me going in there. So that, uh, that made me kind of, you know, work harder that week, study film harder and prepare physically hard, which was great. So, um, I did feel very comfortable there. You know, the, they had my back, the staff had my back and, and Raider Nation, especially felt I had my back. A lot of people reached out to me and wished me luck. So, so that felt great. So I was actually pretty calm out there during the game. You know, a lot of the veterans were, you know, you know, giving me some tips and things like that. So overall, it was a great experience. You didn't seem nervous at all on your throws, but that first counter running play, it looked like you got your footwork a little screwed up and you almost ran into a <laughs> shot. Were you a little nervous on that first snap? You know what? I, you know, I, uh, 
that was my fault, you know, completely my fault. I, I actually went the wrong way on the first play. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, that's just something that happens, you know, I definitely, I don't know if it was, uh, you know, nerves too anxious to get out there or what, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I went the, the wrong way in the first place. So, uh, you know, of course, of course something like that would happen. Yeah, but you got him the ball, so it wasn't a big deal. I do. There's so many great throws you made, but I want to ask you about the the first touchdown pass to Demo because I love the design of the play. You had three a three by one, three to the right, and Demo was the outside guy, and Streeter comes in like he's gonna you know set a pick, but he he stopped running and just shielded 21 where Demo could come under it, and you just fired that ball on time, Matt. Um, that's something that uh, we had worked on during the week, um, you know, quite a few times and. And from studying film, you know, and 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 knowing where their blitzes came from, I kind of knew that I uh, knew they were gonna they were blitzed there. I can, you know, um, like I said, from studying during the week, um, and that was a play we had worked on. And and, and you know, Demo ran a great route, and I put it on him. I trusted that he was gonna be in that position. And you know, nothing feels better than things that you worked on throughout the course of a week end up helping you score in the game. Matt McGloin joining us, Raiders quarterback. The Raiders get the win over Houston. John Lund, Greg Poppy here on ninety five seven. The game. Um, what is the key now to sustaining this success? Because a lot of quarterbacks have come in the league. They have one great game. You know that now that you've got some film, Greg Williams is a guy from Tennessee that's definitely going to bring the blitz. Tell us your key to sustaining this kind of success. You know, I think um, we got a taste of what it was like to get that victory, you know, on a much-needed road game. Um, so, uh, you know, that locker room was you know, the the best that, you know, we've seen so far in terms of, you know, people being excited, emotional about a win. I just think that if you know, we keep what that feeling was like in mind, you know, we use that as motivation and and I think we'll be all right. Yeah, take us inside that locker room. Uh I know you were out doing an interview with CBS, then you came in, your teammates were already there and uh they they were chanting a certain name when you when you came in the locker room, huh? You know what? It was exciting, man. And like I said, it was <laughs> it, it was it was truly you know it was it was a great atmosphere, you know. And you know to see your teammates like that, the guys that you, know, you prepare with during the week, that you you go to the weight room with, that you know you practice with, and, and to see how excited they were and how happy they were about getting a victory, man. That doesn't get much better than that. So when they they were chanting Rudy, Rudy, and they they actually, <laughs> they, they actually lifted you up. Is that correct? When you came in the locker room. You know, I, uh, I just, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of that, you know, that name, and I kind of really don't like to compare myself to him after all. I think he might have only played two plays in his college right. career, so uh, I don't really consider myself, you know, like that. I think I'd like to think I've done a little bit more than that. But it, it was pretty cool. I know they gave you the game ball and everything like that, and again, it's one game, and you... And, Knowing you, I, I think that you're going to stay level-headed in this whole thing. But just the moment itself had to be pretty cool for you. It was. I mean, it was exciting, and that's a feeling you definitely want to to feel again and again and again. And you know, never want never want to let that feeling to go. So, like I said, you know, earlier, you know, hopefully we can continue to use it as motivation and, and keep going on. And 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 exactly like you said, we have to. Um, there's still more to prove, you know. So. Uh, as long as we take it a day at a time and one game at a time, I think you know we can turn this thing around and, and end up with a pretty good season. Have you already started watching Titan video, or is that for tomorrow, Matt? Oh, absolutely. I've already, you know, we've definitely already started. There's a lot of guys in the facility day, you know, getting treatment in in the weight room, watching film. So, you know, everybody's on board. You know, we we we, we want to change this thing around and and do as best as we can.
Great stuff. Follow Matt McGloin at QB 11 uh, Thanks for the time. Congratulations, and uh, keep it going. We appreciate the time. All right, thanks for having me. You Congrats, got man. There you go. Keep slinging it. And McGloin, man, undrafted rookie, walk-on at Penn State. I mean, you know the story. I don't have to get too far into it. Rod Streeter, he was on fire, six catches, 84 yards. Denarius Moore, a touchdown, five-yard pass from McGloin. And, you know, Michael Rivera, finally we have a tight end in the mix. This is what happens when you get a quarterback that can throw the football. Andre Holmes caught a pass for 33 yards. Yes, the castaway from the Patriot Rats is up in the house. Mike Jenkins, cornerback, he led the defense again with 12, 10 solo tackles, 12 in all. Lamar Houston recorded his fifth sacks in the season. I mean, this team, Charles Woodson, Phillip Adams, the list goes on. Nick Roach, like I said, Marquette King, 11 punts, an average of 49.1 yards per punt. Come on, man. This was a great game, and both offensively and defensively, we had one special teams breakdown uh, when they're you know, their runner, which is actually a very good one, came in and, and made it all the way to the house. Other than that, I think the Raiders played some damn good football. I'm a little disappointed that we kind of sat on a lead late in the fourth, but it's the way this coach plays, I guess. I'd rather sit on a lead than, you know, try to come back. However, I think we can, as long as we could throw, and catch the damn football. This was a great victory at a time when a team needed an away game victory, and it was against a very good opponent. Even though they'd lost, well, six in a row, seven in a row, that doesn't mean anything when you have the first-ranked defense in the league. Our next guest, Matt Bowen, who's been on the show numerous times, uh, former NFL safety and is now a great lead writer for Bleacher Report. Tell us, from a guy starting his first game like that, undrafted rookie, we know all the uh, the story here in the Bay Area. How impressed were you by his performance? Really impressed. I'm going to break that down tomorrow at Bleacher Report, actually, uh, because I'm so impressed. Uh, anytime you have a young quarterback, but especially uh, a kid who has not played a lot of football, who comes in, first of all, there's no panic. He had no panic in his game, Okay. He managed the pocket very well. What I mean by that is when the ball is supposed to come out, the ball came out. When he's supposed to climb the pocket, he climbed the pocket, found his receivers. You know, they didn't really take a lot of deep shots until the second half. But when he did have those opportunities, uh, I mean, there was no fear in his game, guys. He stepped into his throws and said, look, I'm going to challenge this secondary. And for a rookie to go on the road, and I know Houston has struggled this year, but Houston has struggled because of their offense. All right, that's still a very good defense down there with J.J. Watt in that secondary. I mean, he went to work on those guys. You look at the slant route early in the game, uh, the post route versus cover four in the red zone, and then the last play to the tight end, which is the seam route versus two man. That's the best throw he made all day. Okay, that was a big-time performance from a young kid to do that on the road. I was so impressed. 
Yeah, and it's a fascinating case study, Matt, in in offensive football because I have you know obviously the quarterback is the most important position in all of uh, American mm-hmm. sports, but I've always felt the quarterback is a mere functionary of the overall offense around him. Mm-hmm. Well, the Raiders, you know, they had the same injuries on the O line. They were shuffling guards and tackles the home game. The receiving core was the same. They didn't have Darren. They had Jennings. What does it say about the difference in the quarterbacking skills, not just throwing the ball, but everything you just detailed that goes into the position when we compare McGloin versus Terrell Pryor? Well, I, I think it's what he did inside the pocket. Uh, I think there was no hesitation. If, uh, you know, when his number one read was there, the ball came out. When his number one read wasn't there, then he managed the pocket very well, found a second option, got rid of the football. Uh, also, his wide receivers made a lot of plays for him, too. I think the deep ball versus cover, too, I think that was Streeter who went up and got it. I'm not for sure. Andre Holmes, I think it was. Oh, yeah. was it Holmes? Yeah. Okay. They also dropped a lot of balls for him, though, man. They did. They did. And he missed some throws, guys. He wasn't perfect. But you know what? Aaron Rodgers is going to miss some throws sometimes. Tom Brady misses some throws sometimes. That happens. Uh, but overall, you look at the game, that was a great job of coaching. A lot of inside breaking routes. Okay, what I mean by inside breaking routes? Routes that break inside of the numbers, between the numbers and the hash marks. That's a high percentage throw for the quarterback that gives him uh, a clean target in the middle of the field. They ran some man coverage beaters. The post route is designed to beat cover four, which is quarters in the end zone, the touchdown he threw. And that's just execution. Find your number one read. The strong safety bites up an underneath route. You got one-on-one versus cornerback. Step up, make the throw. That's what he did. You know, I just want to say that I'm proud of our team for doing it. Uh, I think everybody contributed. There's no controversy on the quarterback. You have to put McGloin in and see if he can do it again. Now joining us, as he does every single Tuesday, our MVP, Rich Gannon. Rich, how is life treating you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. I'm all fired up. I'm going to jump on a plane on Thursday and head out to San Francisco and you get a chance to see the uh, Raiders uh, up close and, and nice. on, uh, on Sunday. Not you, so you got Raiders Titans. Yeah, I'm excited to see maybe Matt McGloin. I don't know. I, I, something tells me he's probably going to get another chance to play. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to see. I, I really thought he did a terrific job last Sunday. You know, you know, one thing that's tough for us that we're dealing with, Rich, is like we just had Freddie Bolitnikoff on the Hall of Famer, and you know, old schoolers say, hey, if a guy gets hurt and he's the starter, he shouldn't lose his job once he's healthy again, and I think there's a lot of Raider fans, after what they saw on Sunday, it's like, hey, Matt McGloin, he needs to be starting. If you were Dennis Allen and you have that decision on Sunday, where are you going at quarterback? Look, it's a no-brainer, guys, and I, I like Terrell Pryor. I really do, and and you know, but he's thrown twice as many interceptions as touchdowns. And you know, this kid, Matt McLean, came in there and with very little rep, with very little reps, uh, obviously in training camp and, and through the regular season, and really, really played well. And I, I don't know how you cannot give this guy another chance to play this weekend. And look, at the end of the day, you know, when this season's over, they've got to to decide where they're at at the quarterback situation with the situation. Is is Terrell Pryor the long-term answer? Have you seen steady improvement from him? And what about Matt McGloin? And I think it would be a mistake to go through the next six games of the season and not at least see what this kid's capable of doing. From what you saw in in the first game, uh, Rich, I'm just I'm trying to keep from getting too over my skis about what I saw with Matt McGloin, and I want—I need to know whether it can last. From what you saw, once teams get tape on him, are they going to be able to reduce his effectiveness? Well, that's the key. I mean, you know, you look at 
you know, the guy across the bay there, and, and, and again, you know, everyone's been talking about Colin Kaepernick and what's going on there. And, guys, you know, he plays, you know, when you play seven or eight games and people get a chance to really look at you and spend the entire offseason, particularly teams in the division, and really figure out what you do, what you do well, what your strengths are, what you like, then they've got a better sense of how to, you know, game plan for you and, and, and approach it the following year. And I think that's a little bit what we're seeing over there in San Francisco, combined with the fact that they're not really great at wide receiver right now. But I think in terms of Matt McGloin, you know, we make the mistake, and, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, after three or four games saying, man, this guy is terrific. You know, he, he, he could be – and again, I, I, I'm on Twitter. I follow a lot of Raider fans. and I mean, Raider fans all over the place after that game against the Houston Texans. I mean, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is the next great, you know, next great Raider quarterback. We've got him. we got our guy. <laughs> and I'm like, after one game, after four quarters, after 60 minutes of play, I mean, I hope, I hope, you know, whether it's Pryor or whether it's McGloin, that one of these guys can, you know, take the bull by the horns and be the next, you know, quarterback that could take this team, you know, back to a Super Bowl and hopefully win a Super Bowl and win a lot of games. But we've got to see more of his body of work. And, you know, even if he plays well the next five or six games, we need to see this guy do it for two or three seasons. Hey, let me tell you something, Rich. One of the reasons why Raiders fans are, are so desperate when it comes to quarterback, McGloin starting on Sunday was the 15th different quarterback since you last started for the Raiders. That's a recipe for disaster, guys. And, you know, you look at the teams that have had just one quarterback, you know, the Green Bay Packers went with Favre for so long, and Aaron Rodgers, you see the struggles they're having right now, and Tom Brady, you know, the, the, the long run that, that he has had. And, you know, if you don't, if you can't get production and consistency at that position, I don't care how many general managers, how many coaches, you can keep changing them out every three or four years, but, you, you know, you're just not going to win. They need to get that position right. And I think, you know, too often in this league, we don't have the right people evaluating that position. And I'm talking about personnel people, scouts, um, you know, general managers. You've got to make sure that when you go out and you start scouring these colleges and looking at all-star games and, and the bowl games, that you, you, you've got somebody who's got a pretty good sense, pretty good feel for what you're looking for, what you want in a quarterback. You have to put McGloin in and see if he can do it again. See what happens. You know, when the other team gets film on him, they're going to be able to plan for the McGloin phenomena, and we'll see what happens. But as far as I'm concerned, there's no doubt who's going to start because you can't take away from the team the guy that just put up three touchdowns uh, with the pass. You just can't do that. The team wants to win and so does Pryor. He wants to win, too. I believe, honestly, that he will be disappointed, but he will be there for McGloin, and they'll be there for each other. That's the team concept, folks. Great victory by the Raiders. Great victory against a good team and uh, away from home, way away from home. No excuses. Got to get the penalties figured out, too. But we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. Offensive line, man, what a freaking surprise in this game with J.J. Watt blowing people up. Amazing protection that we didn't see. Well, we haven't seen yet, I don't think. Let's see if they can do that again. Again, great victory, Raiders. I can't say enough how good the play calling, too, man, 
What about that uh, Wildcat? Holy crap! Matt Bowen, great breakdown of that uh, play. Tell us uh, more about it, the, uh, the Rashad Jennings 80-yard run. Sure. Well, it was out of the Wildcat. You know, we don't see the Wildcat as much anymore because of the read option. Teams are just saying, look, we're going to run this stuff with our quarterback. But what you get out of the Wildcat in this play, you guys mentioned it, that fly sweep motion. It's just, I call it a jet sweep with the wide receiver. It's really not a read. I mean, this is a predetermined play. It's not like the running backs reading the defensive end like you see in the read option. But the key to this, it's a lot of window dressing just to run the counter OF. And the counter OF is what uh, you'll see a lot from you know, Stanford football, San Francisco 49ers, the Indianapolis Colts. It's when you pull the front side guard and you lead up with the fullbacks. So you get two lead blockers on this play. Uh, and that counter step comes from riding that mesh point with that wide receiver in the jet sweep. And then you get Jennings to get squares, pads, and get vertical up the hole. And if you're the Houston Texans, you're saying to yourself, well, okay. They block us up, but we still have a safety to make a tackle on open space, seven, eight-yard gain. You know what? Tough play. We'll go on to the next one. I'll tell you what, that rookie safety got run over. And uh, that's, a, that's a good lesson for that rookie safety because when there's an NFL back that comes to the hole, he can't throw a shoulder on these guys. These guys are too big and strong. You've got to wrap your arms. If that doesn't work, you've got to chop the legs. But excellent execution from the Oakland Raiders. That's what it really was. The execution and the individual effort from Jennings to run through the tackle on his way. I think it was 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, and the rookie safety is D.J. Swearinger, the round two out of South Carolina, is a real headhunter. So I was surprised when Rashad just blasted him. you got to give a gold star to the offensive coordinator for doing his thing in this situation. I don't know. I like the whole game. We won. And that is is all I have to say about that. Tennessee, Tennessee, there ain't no place I'd rather be. All right, it's time for the pregame for those Tennessee Titans. Welcome back to the Black Hole, brother. Well, the Tennessee Titans are flying to Chile, Northern California. The 4-6 and six Titans are hurting, man, because they've lost six games that have been, well, kind of close. Not really. Mike Munchak, their head coach, is kind of on the hot seat with them. And they're coming off a bye week, which is the only dangerous thing I can see. They had to put in a young quarterback, John Skelton, a guy used to Play for the 49ers, if you remember that name. Well, he is just brand new on the team and is like a rookie quarterback. And, well, he could hurt you. He's done it before for the Niners. I don't doubt that. Delaney Walker had some great takes about the Raider Nation, man. I can only think of Raider Milt, of all people, uh, him and Herm and behind the, the opposing bench, shouting out these niceties about players' mothers and dating and the like. <laughs> it's classic. You used to play out near Oakland a, a lot. Have you played at Oakland? And, and, and what do you know about going into the black hole? I played at Oakland. It's a, it's a uh, tough stadium. You know, their fans is some real deal uh, fans. They like to get on you and talk trash and 
you know, it's just a great atmosphere to play at. Plus, uh, you know, that stadium been there for a while, so it's just good to play there. Any uh, stories from personal experience, uh, something fans said to you that you remember? Or? Man, they say a lot of stuff. They actually know your mom name. They say they was dating your mom or, you know, uh, they just left her house, whatever. You know, they, they, they'll Google where she stayed, spit out your address. They, they some crazy guys, man, you know, and then that baseball field, I know it ain't there now, but I hate playing on that baseball field. <laughs> Putting, <laughs> yeah, you slip in, uh, you get um, you get these burns that can lead to staph infections and stuff. It's just, just nasty. They have a decent team, and they've come close to beating some pretty good teams like Seattle. And uh, so it's not the fact they're kind of a spaz team like the Jets. They could come alive, and they beat the Jets, by the way. So you just don't know about the Tennessee Titans. Who's coming to town? So we must play solid football and get a rhythm going and start getting these wide receivers open and the football so we can move down the field and score some damn points. Because our defense is better than the Titans, and our offense should be better than the Titans. I see us winning this game. Now, I... I can say that because I truly feel that we can win this game. I think this is a game in Oakland. We should be able to slap the Titans like they did to us when I went back and saw them. Randy and I went back to an opener, uh, the season opener in Tennessee, where I think they beat us 42-6, to some ridiculous amount. It was embarrassing. Had a lot of fun, however. A lot of nice Raider fans up in the house in Tennessee, let me tell you. But it was a grueling beating, and I didn't like it. So it's nice to have them come on over to my house, the Black Hole. Welcome, fellas, because the Raider defense is going to take John Skelton down, and he's going to take the quarterback down hard. And that's what Al Davis wanted. I see it happening with his team. Going on a rant, man, this defense is putting the hurt. They're putting the hurt on them. Anybody who gets the ball has got some pain coming, and it's great to see this defense swarming. And That's what I think they're going to do to Tennessee. I don't believe the Raiders aren't going to have a hard time, no matter who the quarterback is, but I do believe it'll be McGloin. we got to see what this young man can do in a consistency basis down the stretch. So I say Raiders over Titans at home in Oakland. And I got to say it. I know I'm I'm probably putting a jinx on it, but I don't give a shit. Go Raiders. We're going to kick their ass in Oakland and send them home. And that is all I have to say about that. Bad the all right. Raiders Nation, time for the bone line. I love you guys. <laughs> This is the best part of this damn show. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone, man. And, you know, you might not get in this time or next time, but keep throwing it out there. You have to, and the chances of getting on are good. Just be yourself, be real, and uh, don't be too long. <laughs> com. I'm telling you to go there. You must. 
And I have to do this too this time of year. I'm sorry I got to, but I'm throwing it out there. I want to thank all those people who donated to the Raider Nation podcast and anyone who might want to in the future would be greatly appreciated. And we appreciate all the assistance here at Raider Nation podcast. I hate even asking, but there are times when it has to be done. And this is one of them. So let's move on to the bone line and get to it, shall we? Who is the first caller of the show? And our first caller is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. What is happening, my brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. It's a sad day for all us Raider fans. The passing of Todd Christensen. Basically, the man was the type of person that really formulated what the tight end was all about. His brilliance on on and off the field will be missed greatly. It's I just can't believe that that guy's gone before his time. There's too many Raiders that have left. Great people. His intelligence is far beyond any normal athlete of any type of sport. It's going to be sad to uh, know that you know now he's gone. Unfortunate. Um, I don't have much to say about it kind of thrown back by it. I just watched one of my favorite episodes of the Raiders. It's the 1983 season. And just having him on there, just brilliant talking about that season. Really gives me goosebumps when he talks about being grateful. He never wanted to be a person of ingratitude. And he uh, spoke highly of not being ungrateful. That's all I have, as always. Long live the Sabbath. Put Jack Tatum in the Hall of Fame. Take care. Bye. Well, there you go. Another Raider great. Like I said earlier, he did make the tight end position what it is. Like many other Raider players, he made the position his own and with his style of play influenced the entire league. And next is Raider Garrett from Missoula? Missoula? Montana, what's up, man? Uh. Raider Nation, what's going on? It's Raider Garrett from Missoula, Montana. You know, after the last two weeks, I'm officially off the Terrell Pryor bandwagon. He started looking like a one-trick pony to me, man, and I am not happy about it. It's been a month since he's thrown a touchdown. How many fumbles? How many interceptions? How many sacks? How many third and thirties have we seen in the last few weeks? I don't know. The defense is looking great. I mean, not against Philadelphia, but let's not even talk about that. You know, against the Giants, though, we looked pretty decent. It was just our offense cost us that game. You know, I'm looking forward to free agency next year. Hopefully we get some weapons. If we decide to keep Pryor around, maybe we can build up our offensive line to protect him a little bit. But I'm I'm off the bandwagon, man. I didn't like him back. I was supporting, supporting Carson Palmer back in the day. Then Pryor came in this year, and I was surprised. Ate my words, ate a bit, played a humble pie. I was wrong. Now I'm starting to think I wasn't. You know, everyone's watching the same games I am. you got to admit, the guy can't throw if he's going up the left. He has one trick. Roll right, throw it 15 yards. That or run it. Ah, I'm getting disappointed. Hopefully we don't start shopping quarterbacks. The last thing we need is a 17th or 18th starting quarterback, whatever the hell it's been since Gannon left. Hopefully he gets his stuff together. Like I said, next year might be better with some free agency, but 
Oh, man, hope we can beat the Texans. That's a winnable game. Our defense can take down Case Keenum. His best weapon is Andre Johnson. We've got that game. But, again, who knows if our offense is going to cost it. Anyway, go Raiders. Take it easy, guys. Well, Terrell didn't play, and you could see what happened. But I'm not giving up on Terrell Pryor yet. I think that we have to give him some more time and see if he improves from here. And if he doesn't, well, there you go. But right now, we got to check the McGloin guy out. We need to find a real franchise quarterback. And next, we have my good brother, the Raiders' edge from Buffalo, New York, where I know, well, he's going to tell you himself, it's a bit chilly. What's going on, Raider Greg? It's the Raiders' edge from Buffalo, New York. And, yes, it is cold outside. I just wanted to call. I haven't called in a couple weeks. been real busy. You know, I just wanted to call and touch on the John Gruden rumors to the, uh, John Gruden rumors to the Raiders. Um, I'm listening to the podcast right now, uh, Giants post game, and um, you know the NFL is funny. The NFL, we all know what the NFL stands for. The NFL stands for not for long. That's what it stands for. And you know, you look at Dennis Allen, you look at Reggie McKenzie, you just look at the body of work, the guys they brought in, what they've done. It's not. It's not great. You know, I believe in stability and sticking with the same, you know, get a coach and stick with the coach for four or five years, same thing with the GM. But, you know, this is the NFL, man. You look at Mike Malarkey in Jacksonville last year, one and done. You know, Scott Pioli was the general manager in Kansas City for four years. He's done. You know, he could have been fired after year three. There was a lot of heat. Todd Haley was a head coach there for, I think, two, three years. He's fired. You know, he even finished the season. He was gone. You know, this is the you know this is the NFL. Not for long. This you know, Reggie McKenzie has not brought in one light out player. Not one. And I mean light out. I mean you look at the you look at this team, the foundation of this team right now. You look at Jared Feldier at left tackle when he's healthy, when he comes back with Newski at center, Lamar Houston at end, Marcel Reese, Taiwan Jones who's an outstanding gunner on special teams. You took a look at the best players on the team, and they're Al Davis guys. These are Al Davis guys, the foundation of the Raiders. Al Davis left this team with some core key players. And, I mean, Reggie McKenzie came in here with Dennis Allen, and they bring in Greg fucking, let's take a nap. You, you do that, you go backwards two years. You know, they get the third overall pick, a premium pick. And then they traded away and drafted another corner. Just a guy who's just, he's done nothing. I mean, just talk about, I mean, below average. I mean, that was a premium pick the Raiders had there. I mean, you look at the way uh, Sheldon Richardson's playing with the Jets and Star Lele. I mean, those were, I mean, those are building blocks on the D-line. And that's exactly what the Raiders needed. And Reggie just like, he blew it. He blew it. Like Manelik Watson at tackle, he's been hurt. Really haven't got a chance to see him. Seal Moore's been a good linebacker for us. Can't, I mean, that was a good pick. He fucking blew the pick on Tyler Wilson. You bring in Matt Flynn, he sucks. You know, you get rid of Carson Palmer because you don't want to pay him, but now he's got Arizona pushing for the playoffs. Carson Palmer on the fucking Arizona Cardinals have a winning record right now. And they're in the playoff hunt. 
Are you kidding me? Like, what the fuck? I mean, Reggie McKenzie has made some very questionable decisions here in Oakland. And Dennis Allen, man, I, I, I mean, whew, you, you give me John Gruden as the head coach running this offense, and you keep Jason Tarver as defensive coordinator, you're on to something. You give the Raiders another high draft pick, now the Raiders are reported to have over $60 million in salary cap next year. So you're telling me $60 million, a high draft pick, so a, core, a bunch of core good players to build around, like I said earlier, the Al Davis guys. That's an attractive job. Why Gruden could come home? I really believe Mark Davis and John Gruden are in cahoots. They're going to let this, let this season play out. If it's another 4-12 season, I, I, I fully expect Dennis Allen to be released. And if you can get John Gruden, you got to do it. There's no, I mean, <laughs> Raider Nation would go insane if Chucky came home. And I'm out. Well, I love the passion. I certainly love the opinion and well, it would be great if he came, but dude, I'm not, I don't think he's gonna for all the reasons I said in my last show. I mean, there's so many other situations that are set up for him to really be successful. The giants are a great example. And that's just one of many. So I hope he comes home, but I don't think he will come home unless we had the quarterback that could take him to the show because our defense is there already. If we had the quarterback, I think he might consider it, but that's not the case yet. So we will sit and wait and see what the powers that be. Listen, that $60 million, by the way, is going to go to pay off the players that we want to keep on our roster. That core group, we got to pay them. And that's the truth. So we'll see what happens at the end of that paycheck. And now we have the 360 Raider from Bellingham, Washington. What is up? What's up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy, Raider Nation. It's 360 Raider from Bellingham, Washington. Very simple today. Darren McFadden, you need to pack your bags, partner. You're done in Oakland. I'm out. Yeah, I think we all figured that one out. Uh, and if you didn't, there's a new flash for you because we, I don't think McFadden's coming back. He should get all his stuff out of his locker and uh, start looking for some real estate somewhere else because he ain't going to be back in Oakland next season. That is pretty close of a guarantee, but you never know. He could be Reggie's guy. <laughs> I hope not, man. I hope not. And next, my very good brother from Scranton, PA, Pennsylvania, Rada. And I know he's got something to talk about. That's right. Those pesky Penn State Nittany Lions quarterback alumni in the house. What's up? What's up, Raider Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Just left uh, Goodfellas Bar uh, with... Uh, Raider Chris and uh, Raider Tanya uh, in Scranton, PA, home of 
Oakland Raider quarterback Matt McGloin. Three touchdowns in this game. Do we have a quarterback controversy in Oakland? I think we may. Um, and, and, you know, the nation, let me tell you something. You would not believe all of the Raider gear, all of the Raider fans, all these closet Raider fans that just sprung up over these last two weeks when they found out that Matt McGloin was going to start this game possibly. Man, we were at the bar. People were yelling, screaming, cheering for the Raiders. Uh, there was a lot more silver and black in the bar than there normally was on any given Sunday. Let me tell you. Um, man, and if this kid takes off, if this kid takes off, let me tell you something. You are going to be seeing a hell of a lot of silver and black here in uh, the good old uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, oh, man, it, it, unbelievable. Terrell who? Now, did he absolutely blow me away? No, he didn't. But let me tell you something. We might have something here. We might have something. You know, was the game perfect? No. They had me sweating all the way to the end. But um, hard-fought game. Man, give it up for the D on, on fourth and goal, man. They played their balls off. Once again, not perfect, but they played their balls off. Man, fuck Shane Leckler. He should have stayed with the Raiders. Uh, that's all I got, Nathan. Great win. Let's continue. Uh, Pennsylvania Raider and his Raider Chris would say, I am out like that fat girl in dodgeball. Well, that's that hometown advantage. That's right. Pennsylvania fans are pretty loyal. And when they had a Nittany Lion Penn State walk-on that kicked ass there before that big mess happened, well, you can hear it in Pennsylvania Raider. The, the local crowd there is all for McGloin. Let's hope that he is that guy. Let's hope he's that you know, I that Peyton Manning. I hope that he's that that quarterback that is just comes in and lights up the damn place. That would be awesome for us and for him. Thank you for the call, brother. And next we have Raider Mike from Northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm telling you, the fans of Pennsylvania are coming to life. <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg, it's Raider Mike from Northeastern Pennsylvania, the home of uh, Matt McGloin. What a great game. Uh, I grew up, lived 25 minutes from where McGloin's from. Let me tell you, this kid has moxie. He made throws that prior could never have made. Now, with him in there, the defense has to stop the pass and the run, something they just concentrated on the run with prior. So it could be a whole new... Uh, error for the Raiders here. I say he starts next week, man. Let's go McGloin. Another shout out from a local Pennsylvanian. And uh, well, Matt, I he's a cool cat, dude. I got to tell you, he's a pretty cool cat. Kind of a freak. I like it. And my very good brother from Nebraska, the only Nebraska Raider. What's up? <laughs> Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, this is Nebraska Raider calling in. And all I have to say is Matt McLevin. Fuck yeah! Go Raiders, baby. We're going to do this shit. Just keep number 14 in there, baby. We got this, all right? Just keep on going. Raiders, baby. Silver and black till I die. Peace.
Well, you see, man, that's how exciting it is to get the ball out to the receivers. These touchdowns, these passes. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of nice to see for the Raiders. It haven't been happening for a long time. And it's refreshing to see those passes, man. Like, if you remember Gannon, remember those passes, man. It was crazy. Let's hope this kid has it. If so, it could be fun for the rest of the season. Thanks for the call, man. And our next caller, not the myth, not at all, the man. Money man has spoken. Read. What's happening, brother? Money man has spoken, Raider. Oh, Raider Greg, Raider Greg. Boy, look at that deal. What a game, man. I got to give props to Mr. M Squared, Matt McGloin, on his performance today on the road against a highly ranked defense in the Houston Texans. The guy showed poise. He showed accuracy. Damn, he was accurate as hell. Woo! I got to give him that, man. I really liked his game. I really liked it. And you know what? You know, already, diehard TP fan. But I won't be mad if he starts versus the Titans. That's McGloin, that is. I wouldn't be mad about it. But then we got to also remember that TP at one time was playing like that, too, before his lines started falling apart on him now. Got to take that in consideration, too. But much props to Mr. Matt McGloin. Guys will win. Jennings, if they ever try to put Darby Fadden's ass back out there, I'm going to fly out to Oakland and kick Dennis Allen in the crack of his ass because that shit should not go down. Jennings should be our starter, period. The O-line looked good. They held up damn good. Only two sacks, but, you know, that had a lot to do with McGloin getting the ball out of his hand, so I got to give him props on that. He knew how to manipulate the safety. Did all that. Looked like a poison quarterback. I am, ooh. And I just can't give him no accolades to the dude the way he played. Now, I ain't going to get ahead of myself, but, you know, because I know one game, no, they didn't really have no game tape on him. You got to take that in consideration. And, you know, at one time, there was another quarterback that came out and looked that damn good from back in the past. You know who he is. Todd Marijuanovich, yeah. And we know the results of that, so we can't get ahead of ourselves. But because you know we hungry for a quarterback, yes we are. And you know, but at the same time, we got to be patient. If this guy works out, hey, we got us some. We want to worry about drafting a quarterback next year? We'll see how it plays out. You know, it's about just winning, baby. And saying that, Raider Greg, I'm out, player. Well, there you go. Now that just goes to show you how smart a Raider fan. Money man has smoke it is. And I always know I've always known how smart he is. I love your takes, brother. I love them. And uh yeah, as far as DMC goes, you're gonna have to put a boot up in the ass crack, Allen, if he plays this guy next year. That's a fact. And they won't be the only boot in the house, if you know what I mean. Let's see what this young kid can do. Let's see what McGloin. You got to admit, he's kind of a freak, too. He's not a real thrill seeker or an attention seeker. He's a he's a trippy dude, man. But he sure knows how to look off the safety, like you said. And he gets the ball right in the bread basket, like we saw. 
Thanks for the call, brother. And next, our fan in Houston. That's right, the season ticket holder, Houston Raider Steve, up in the house. What is up, brother? Hello, this is Houston Raider Steve. Hey, sorry about my voice. Hey, man, awesome weekend. Crusader Raider, the great, was in the house with Randy and Lisa. We went out to Sam's boat. All the booster clubs from all over Raider Nation came in. Man, it was one hell of a treat, man, getting to meet Raider Ron, man. Raider Ron was there. Man, this this guy is a is a legend, as we all know. Of course, Keith is up there pretty much, too. But anyway, man, it was great seeing all the booster clubs out there Saturday night. Then Sunday, got out to the tailgate out in the blue lot. We set up. We had our English emblems on the car and everything. We looked like royalty rolling in with Crusader Raider. It was awesome. Everybody wanted their picture taken with Keith, man. It was, it was like being around Elvis Presley, man. It's like all the paparazzi. Thought Angelina Jolie might be somewhere around or something because that's how many people are taking pictures of Crusader Raider. But, man, he's he's awesome, man. And so is Randy and Lisa. We strolled right in there and talked to the Defenders of the Shield, the Memphis group. Uh, Sidewinder Gary was there with Gorilla Rilla in Maryland. Lovely lady. Of course, Lisa, Randy's wife, and she's lovely also. And we ran into so many great fans from San Antonio, from Austin, from Memphis, from Switzerland. I met a man from Switzerland, man. He's staying at Crusader Raiders' place, man, talking about his first football game. I went ran into this one lady that was taking her son to the first game from San Diego. Man, I tell you what, it was just a great, great event all around, man, and flying the Union Jack in, in the building with Keith, just holding up the flag, man, representing my royalty goes back to England and Wales, myself. Man, it was off the chain. This is something we're talking about. All the Texans fans are great. Raider Nation was awesome. This is like Christmas for me, man, every year just to see everybody. And, Greg, man, we we were thinking about you. Man, we need Greg out here, man. And Charmaniac, Charmaine. Anyway, great win, 80-yard run by Jennings. Ice the game, same end zone two years ago. Same quarterback, Matt Schaub, same results. Down by five, couldn't score at the last play of the game. Andre jo- uh, Johnson was so pissed off, the best receiver after the play, he and Schaub were yelling at each other. He's never done this. He stormed off the field and walked by himself all the way down to the locker room. He was so disgusted. They were even booing Schaub, man. Great game. Go Raiders! We're back, baby! Well, there you go. I wasn't there. No, I wasn't. You guys had all the fun. (laughs) I'm glad you did. I know you did. And I would have, too, if I'd have got a chance to go. That sounds great, Steve. And... I know the Raider fans there in Houston are off the hook, off the chain. They got a lot of room to cover there, big old state. So you know the Silver and Blabs represented there in the house. Sounds like a lot of fun, brother. Next time. And next, right from the Houston coast, 1375, Raider. What's up, man? Raider Greg. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Finally, yes, production. Sir King 75 over here on the Houston coast, man. That game was awesome, man. Uh, man, I wish I could have saw you guys out there. This is what I'm talking about. This is this is moving the offense, utilizing every weapon. I saw that. I was pleased with it. Uh, the middle mistakes, they're still hanging. Kind of like a thorn in our side, but 
I think, uh, you know, eventually, gradually, we'll kind of work those out of the uh, the whole plan, and uh, and that's awesome. Uh, hats off to Jason Tarver. Man, that, that defense, I think we, we're going under the radar, man. They're kind of really not giving us the right rating on our defense. It's no way in the world the Texans defense is better than ours. I just I can't I can't see that. How in the world they have number one pass defense? We threw on them all day, all day. We had one dry spot in the second half, but I mean, man, McGloin did well, man. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I I love Terrell Pryor. I think he's a tremendous athlete, and I I actually still see him as our starting quarterback. But I want to see the same qualities out of Terrell as I see in McGloin as far as the passing game. But then again, Terrell still kind of has him on, you know, as far as uh, being a um, an elusive athlete and being able to scramble out of the pocket and kind of say. But, you know, also McGloin was behind a stronger line, a more healthy line, too. So you can look at it in all kind of ways and kind of weigh in all of the factors. But, hey, man, I, I'm happy with it. I'm, I get, I bet y'all guys were out there having a good time and enjoying the win and, and putting it down. Pretty soon I'll, I'll catch up. We'll, we'll meet up, Ray to Greg. I hope to see uh, one of one of these games. Man, I've been having a really busy year. Haven't been able to really catch uh, a lot of the game. Go to the games like I, you know, like I used to. And uh, but uh, I'll, I'll get out there eventually. But uh, man, boy, so Dennis Allen kind of he kind of saved saved grace, huh? And he finally kind of looked kind of competent to me. Now he looks like he may be settling in. So. Hey, we'll see, man. With a, with a, with more strength on the line and a couple more additions, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll get our receivers to start stepping up and wanting to be a, uh, you know, a, a premier receiver, a go-to receiver, number one. You know, I kind of see so those some of those qualities in Streeter, but uh, Daenerys Moore is supposed to be our go-to receiver, but he he keeps dropping the ball, man. All of them did, but you know, I don't know, but but hey, man. That's a good doggone deal right there, man. Hell yeah. I like what I saw. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign out on that. Sir King 75 over here on the Houston Coast and Ready Greg, man. Hey, I know you're happy like I am. On forward, March, Raider Nation. The autumn wind is a pirate. The autumn wind is a damn pirate. And they showed up, man, like on that uh, goal line stand. Big, big move. Huge cojones for the Raiders. And I like the rhythm. I like the quarterback action. Let's just keep this group together and see what happens. Who knows? We got the Tennessee Titans. We should be able to kick their ass if we play the same way. Thanks for the call, man. Next, we have Matty Rada from Albany, New York. What is going on, my brother? Hey, what's up, fellas? It's Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, it's called uh, after the Texans game. Want to let you know I'm on the McGloin bandwagon. Actually, uh, to be perfectly honest, I want whatever QB gives us the best chance to win. But looking at McGloin yesterday, I mean, that was just – it was great to watch. What a difference it makes to have some offensive production. I mean, uh, I'm not in either camp, I guess. I just want our team to win. But obviously, Pryor's regressed over the last four games. So why not give uh, McGloin a shot? looks like Pryor's knee is worse than he lets on. And he's a competitor. I don't understand that. But it looks like Matt is, too. Um, you would take a look at this guy. If you look um, on the Internet about McGloin, this kid has fought um, 
since he's a high school kid. He's a really great story. He's a great Raider. Um, great story. It's just, um, yeah, I don't think there's a better team he could have gone to, to be perfectly honest, given our history and stuff. I want to give a hats off to the D because last year even, Andre Johnson scores that touchdown at the end, and that was a great um, stand by our defense. So why not go with the hot hand and give him a point of shot? I mean, you tell me after his performance yesterday, he doesn't merit it. You know, Pryor had that game against San Diego last year. Everybody was clamoring for him to be our quarterback, so why not uh, give McGloin a shot? You know, he starts uh, fouling it up against the Titans, put Pryor in. O-line looked better, but I don't know if that was Matt getting rid of the ball quicker, you know, rather than the first read that Pryor does and then instantly scrambles. So, I don't know. He just throws a hell of a nice ball. It was just – I was really excited watching the game. Uh, another game ball to Rashad Jennings. I mean – McFadden, a couple of callers said it last week, he just needs to go. I just wish we could have got rid of him before the trade deadline to get something for him. Just want to see what happens. Hopefully we can get a two-game winning streak. What a surprise that would be. But anyways, pumped about the win, and uh, go Raiders. Very nice critique of the game, my man. Just very smooth and exactly, you know, the high points that we all saw and getting excited about, really. So let's look and see a two-win streak. Wow. That's pretty disgusting. We got to think about it that way, but fuck it. <laughs> we have to because it would be great to get two wins in a row. Don't you think? All right, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Great critique. Next caller is my good brother, Rada. Mystic. Matt McLaughlin is hot, hot, hot. The fire and the lightning shot, shot, shot. Al Davis came through his bones and threw some touchdown passes. And we just won, baby. Yes, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, it's Raider Mystic. <laughs> but uh, McLaughlin is looking nice. And... Yeah, it's time to, uh, you know, let Pryor heal one more week. Give McLuhan one more chance and let the dice roll and see what happens. Because I think Pryor probably needs to heal a little more for him to be fresh. And McLuhan, it's a perfect time to give the kid one more shot and see what happens. And Rashad Jennings is coming in hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and uh, anyway, but the only thing I wanted to share was the puncher battle. In case y'all didn't know, we had a combined punt of 20. I believe Leckler had 11 and King had 9 or the other way around. And the winner of the longest average of the game of the Raiders and the Texans goes to Leckler and King. I mean, King and Leckler. I mean, it was a tie. The average was 49.1 yards per kick, per punt, between the two of them. Like I've always thought, King is the spitting image of Leckler, almost, or the other way around, they're both great punters and great tacklers 
and mad respect for both of them. So it's cool to have a younger, fresh version of our old punk god. They both rock. I love the Raiders. I'm coming to the Titans game. Look out. Go Raiders. I would say look out for sure. That's cool, man. You're coming downtown. That's good. Anybody should be down there, man. Listen, it's the best seat in the damn house. He would say it. And anyone who has ever been to a football game knows it's the best damn deal in town. Get your seats while they're still affordable, folks. You put it off, and you ain't going to be able to sit in a seat and watch a game. That is a fact. So, thanks for the call, brother. That was awesome, as always. <laughs> You're one of a kind, bro. And a longtime listener and contributor to our show, my very good brother, Raider Maniac. This is Raider Maniac. I just wanted to send my condolences out to the Howard family. Man, this is a tough one. In the last week, we've lost two great Raider players, Todd Christensen and now Thomas Howard. It's a really sad day for me. I mean, Jesus Christ. Wow. But anyway, great win yesterday. Hopefully we can keep it up and go Raiders. Yes, it is a sad day. Um, both players, uh, not good people, good, not just good players, but good men, good people, good hearts. And, uh, yeah, they will be missed. And condolences to them for real. Uh, it's getting better, though, brother. The wind was nice. Let's hope we can str string a couple together. And next, my very good brother from behind the Orange Curtain there in Orange County. That would be HD Radar. Uh, before I get started, uh, this is HD Raider out here in Orange County. Uh, another tragedy for the Raider Nation, man. Thomas Howard, I, uh, one of my friends texted me today and told me about that. I still haven't seen anything on the ticker tape and watching Monday Night Football. But uh, you know what? If that's true, uh, my condolences to the family and to the Raider Nation. We lost another great man. That's just hard. That's two and two weeks. Um, also, congratulations to the team. Um, can you say quarterback controversy? Hey, I'm a strong supporter of uh, Pryor, man, but that kid looked pretty damn good. And I know the Texans are in shambles, but, you know, NFL is NFL, and he was slinging that rock pretty good out there. So, um, I don't know, I think they uh, should take a closer look at him and, and see what he's got. You know, um, he, he didn't do too bad, you know, with uh, Bryce Scott, man. He was throwing the ball pretty well. Um, uh, like I said, still needs a lot of work out there. Defense was uh, pretty stout when they had to be. I like that. Um, uh, Still no running game other than the 80-yard run. That uh, was pretty good one by uh, Jennings. And uh, receivers caught a little bit better today, or yesterday, I should say. Um, I don't know. Uh, we're looking a little bit better. Uh, like I said, we're still missing a lot of pieces, but uh, there were some bright spots yesterday. And let's see what they can do uh, with Tennessee. And then you got the Queer Boys coming up. All right? Anyways, again, uh, uh, my condolences to the Howard family and also, uh, once again, to Todd Christensen and the Raider Nation. All right, uh, that, that's it. I'm out. There's no controversy about a franchise quarterback. We don't have one. Prior or McGloin, I don't see it until we have one. 
then I'll call him our franchise quarterback. Whoever's out there, they haven't done it so far, so they don't get that from me anyway. I don't just give that out to any player. They got to earn it first. And I think we do have some things going. And, of course, you know, the sad loss, you know, we all feel it, brother. Thanks for the call, man. And Maddie Raider has to call back again. I like this callback. Check it out. Hey, what's up, Nathan? It's Maddie Raider. I know I just called in yesterday, but I just finished watching the Pats Panthers Monday night game. And it seems Tom Brady's upset they lost the game on a questionable call. Well, guess what? Try losing a divisional playoff game to the worst fucking call in NFL history. Shut up. The best part about that call is shut up. <laughs> Tom, quit your bitching, man. The older you get, the more like a biatch you look. I didn't think it was possible, really. Thanks for the call, Maddie Raider. That was priceless. Well, Raider Nation, we could be on a roll. Hey, man, if this team plays the same way, we say it every time we win, we say the same damn thing. Let's just hope that perhaps in a miracle, the stars and the moon and the sun and all will align to let the Raiders play one of their best games at home with the home crowd all wrapped up in the house. Now, let me tell you, man, I'm feeling it already. Let's get a win here at the Black Hole against the Titans, just like we did for the AFC Championship in 2002. Let's do this. I'm Raider Craig. I'm out.